that to me we just got off the horn with our social media guy who is a zoomer and he talked to us like we are old dads and Which he we made are. a lot of sense <laughs> and um and uh now i'm just kind of reeling i'm thinking about how stupid this setup looks and I'm like, <laughs> he's right the kid is right when he's right he's right the kid's um, all right. Uh, hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk Plus. That's right, folks. We've transcended genre boundaries and sometimes cover other movies. Fun movies, sexy movies, sleek movies. Make sure you re- rate and review and subscribe on iTunes, all that kind of stuff. Full video available on YouTube. Make sure to share it with people. That's how we grow. Also, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash horrormovietalk. It's the equivalent of the adult section at your video rental store. (laughs) Who remembers those? Only the old guys. Um, Also, check out our... uh, Oh, if you want to add your pee to the community pool, go to horrormovietalk.com. Toss us a comment. Oh, you know, check out our Facebook group. Um... Lots of nice people on there. We haven't plugged in in a while. Nice people love discussing movies, horror movies, regular movies. We got Barbie movies, you know, all kinds of movies. Also, you can call us at 682-253-4468. As always, we have this Miss crammed into the production booth. I'm me, and across from me sits Bryce Hansen. Hi, David. Hi. How are you doing today, buddy? It's good to be here. It's good to be alive. It's good to be part of this crazy, crazy fun world. (laughs) Not as crazy as and fun as the world that we're going to be reviewing in the movie that we watched. Got a great show for you guys today. The movie we will be reviewing is Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. That's right. Chris Pine is in a new movie and he's acting the way Chris Pine acts and you'll love it. Um, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie, score on a scale 1 to 10. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers, and really not, it's, you can't spoil this movie, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll talk about things that happen, and so if you don't want them spoiled, you know. Later in this episode, we will be doing Horror Movie Whores, which is where we take your voicemails, put your voice on the show, so excited to hear what you have to say. Hopefully you're not rambling and you get to the point. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. 
Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves can be found right now for rent for like six bucks on Amazon, or if you have a Paramount Plus subscription, you can just watch it. The synopsis for it goes a little something like a charming thief with nothing to lose and everything to gain embarks on an epic quest to find a party of like-minded ne'er-do-wells who will help him obtain a long-lost relic. This plucky adventure takes a turn for the worst when evil red wizards start taking over the Neverwinter. Will our band of fun and quirky characters pull off the heist of a lifetime? Or will they end up a part of the army of the dead? My review for this movie goes, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves takes a game that historically has been considered one of the dorkiest, nerdiest, most basement-dwelling neckbeardian IPs in the free world and attempts to make it appeal to general audiences. Somehow they did it. They made Dungeons and Dragons digestible for your jock boyfriends, your football dads, your Christian mother's boggle groups. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves is a fun and easygoing romp through an incredible fantasy world that isn't bogged down by overripe lore or too serious stakes. Its comedy chops are great which keeps the audience grounded almost as well as the fabulous casting. Uh, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, and Hugh Grant anchor the cast and keep everyone in lockstep for the duration. The pacing is appropriate and holds everyone's attention by constantly showcasing some of the coolest fantasy world elements I've ever seen. Um, And I watch nothing but sci-fi and fantasy, so... It's pretty cool, I'd say. Um, If Star Trek can have a resurgence, there is absolutely no reason that Dungeons & Dragons shouldn't, too. This IP has some of the most detailed and thorough content in the entire world, and that's not hyperbole, um, spanning tabletop games, multiple book series of, I think, maybe thousands of books, and dozens of video and card games. What we get in this movie is lots of fun, tons of great laughs, some astonishing eye candy, and the most generic plots and stakes. It's super generic, just have a fun time at the action movie kind of thing. But sometimes generic is all right, you know? Uh, it's, it's, you are... You know, it muted. was very innovative in terms of generic action movie plot or like magic slash superhero plot okay normally oh there's a big laser that shoots up into the sky Mm. that's dangerous this time the the laser type object goes down from the sky so Mm -hmm. you know it's like something you've never seen before that's right (sighs) innovating innovating uh, yeah, sometimes generic is all right. And this is the exact case that proves that point. No one wants a deadly, serious Dungeons and Dragons movie. That would be fucking horrible. No one plays a deadly, serious game of Dungeons and Dragons. No one. I don't think it happens. It, I, I just don't think it happens. I, I, 
anyway, it's fine that the story and plot are generic and somewhat foggy. Will it win awards and be lauded throughout time? No, but it won't go down as a failure and an embarrassment, further embarrassment to nerds everywhere like all those other Dungeons and Dragons movies. Um, this was a fun time. It was, but but it was also like it was funny, and uh, and that was great. Uh, so I'm giving this a seven out of ten. I had a pre, I you know, if I, I'm teetering between a seven and an eight. So uh, it's it's pretty fun. What do you think, Bryce? Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of fun. It was really surprising at how much we liked it. We, me and Aaron, saw it in the theater when it came out, and like, it was way better than I expected. And we had a uh, like a real good time we laughed a bunch um i i will say watching it a second time it's not didn't punch as hard um as the first time but yeah i mean as far as like a generic uh action fantasy adventure movie um it's really good you know um the the jokes <laughs> work i mean they're they're not like crazy crazy funny but there's a couple moments that just stand out like there's there's a couple moments in here where the visual gags are so good so good and range from like like slapstick to kind of subtle um that i appreciate it and like from a i'm not like i've played dungeons and dragons a couple times shocker um but and like the popularity of of stuff like critical role and and kind of the if you've consumed or seen any clips from you know professional D podcasts like you there's a whole meta appreciation of the movie where you see like like how they're replicating the experience of playing the game and i don't it's not like it's not a, um, you know, in your face or like they don't hold your hand too much. It's more of a, like, little nod. <laughs> yeah, a little nod to like, just absurd little stories or or backgrounds of characters that, like, you would totally experience in a in a session with your friends. So, yeah. Um, in terms of like a score, I, yeah, I'd. I'd I'm sitting about the same level, like somewhere between a seven and eight. I'll, I'll lean towards an eight just cause I remember liking it so much in the theater. Yeah. It was a real fun time. And now that, <clears throat> now that you've put kitty, now that you've put my mind in that frame, uh, I'm now I'm thinking back to those little moments of like, yeah, just like, little thrown in things that don't end up going anywhere necessarily, but it's part of the experience. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like action sequences, there's some like, well, we'll get into it in the, in the spoiler. So I don't want to, I don't want to talk specifics, but like, no, there's very much like you feel the dice rolls a couple times. You feel like, but this is a, a a done deal. And then like, uh Oh, they rolled a one, (laughs) you know? Right. But not just the dice rolls, like the dungeon master, right? And and specifically, the thing that comes to my mind is very just is just a 
it's it's just a little slice of life thing there where Michelle Rodriguez, who, by the way, is in all the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. She's mm-hmm. the, you know, the strong girl, the generic stronger, Hispanic uh-huh. stronger. You know who I'm talking about if you've right. lived on the earth. Um, but uh, she has she has this uh, this ex-boyfriend. Who's just a tiny kind of a a, a halfling kind uh-huh. of guy, and she's just got a thing for little folks, and uh, and it's not re- it doesn't really have anything to do with anything too much. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just like oh weird what a strange huh? But that's something a dungeon master would interject on you. You know, it's like. Yeah, so do you have preferences? And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that in terms of my character, but uh, I guess I do. And then and then it turns out to be weird for no particular reason. It's just like, just to be kind of interesting. Just a little thing that happens. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, uh, yeah, good points. Um, I, I, had a, I had a really fun time, so... Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say we're sitting around a seven or an eight on this one. It was um, it was pretty thick, which we definitely appreciate. You know what else we appreciate out here is uh, paying uh, listeners. You know, because we we've been putting out a free show for five years now. Happy anniversary, Bryce! Five Happy years. Oh yeah, it is our anniversary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I missed mm-hmm. it. That was yeah. that would have been. Um... What was the official date? It was like July twenty eighth, a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five years of free content uh, out there for you. You get to listen to it all the time. It's a labor labor of love on our part. We have not made. Uh, you know, we make money, but it goes towards paying uh, people to make cool shit to continue making the show good to continue. You know, entertaining you. So do consider. Just tossing us, you know, five, six bucks a month. Uh, we appreciate you. And, and you're not just throwing that money away either. You're getting lots and lots of bonus content every single week, every single month. So do what you can. We sure do appreciate it. Um, and if you want to support us in other ways, you can go ahead and buy cool stuff on our shop. Hey, if you bought a shirt recently, I haven't forgotten about you. It's coming. It's coming, baby. You know, <laughs> getting it out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. So buy a shirt um, and check out our resident artist who we pay uh, to do this for us every month. So and you can help pay Dustin if you check him out over at Instagram at dgobel 0 on Instagram. That's D-G-O-E-B-E. El zero zero on Instagram. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. Call us at six eight two two five three four four six eight. Thank you so much for I, listening. I just want to. Sorry, I want to give one more plug before we yeah jump, jump into it because I was thinking about it like the Patreon specifically. Like for people that are like, oh, I miss when they were doing all horror movies. You know. Um. If you want more horror content, there's a certain level of our Patreon where there's a uh, like a backlog of patron exclusive uh, reviews. He's right. Like, like you can gorge yourself on those if you if you yeah. need a, a little taste. So, 
Um, check that out. Look at all these fiery backgrounds. I got a dragon behind me. He's got dragon's breath. Ooh. Um, okay, so with that, let's get into those spoilers. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what. Um, trying to figure out what. Where? Where? What day it is? It is I think Wednesday, it's, my dudes. <laughs> <clears throat> there it is. This is. I. I. You know. I. I really enjoyed the movie. I had a really fun time with it. Uh, it. It was a, a little long, but uh, I'd say it earned it. It mm-hmm. was, um, I would imagine seeing it in theaters was just hilariously fun. Um, yeah, it's one of those, like, where you, you appreciate seeing it with a group of people. Like, Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, without the credits, it ends up being about two hours flat. Um, maybe 205. I, I didn't even realize it was that long. And, um, and yeah. that's okay. But, uh, but I, as I watched it, though. Bryce, I, I was thinking, what are we going to talk about? Because <laughs> so much of this movie is um, is just like, wow, look at wow, look at that. It's so, they have so many cool visual elements and ideas that don't necessarily that aren't like the most important but it's important in building this believable world into what will hopefully be you know like a 20 movie franchise built Mm -hmm. in the fucking dungeons and dragons goddamn but um you know what i mean there's just not it's so thin when you look back at it the through line is just like the through line goes like this chris pine is a thief and he they did a they did a a robbery with a band of other people to do it to, to get a thing and then he, because of it he loses his wife and uh he goes to jail and then he tries to rebuild his life this is this this movie is him trying to like get his daughter back and b- bring his wife back from the dead i don't know but yeah, That's I mean it. the opening the opening like we're introduced to these people in prison, they're thieves and he, we get their backstory and their appeal or their uh uh what would you call it parole committee or or whatever to decide whether they get to go free. By the and, way, this dungeon they're in is so cool. Like yeah. just that's it, just the opening scene. I'm like, "Oh, this is so fucking cool." Like Yeah, damn. I mean the one thing that comes through is like, "Oh, they I don't know how much money they spent on this movie, but it was probably the perfect amount to where, like, it didn't feel cheap. And, like, it would it would throw out, like, CG elements or, like, these these creatures that just felt like, oh, you're in this world. And it's, it's, they don't save, like, all of the budget until the big action sequences. Like, it's, it's a... Uh, is good. Um, so, anyways, hundred and fifty million right budget. Um. So, yeah. So we're introduced to the characters, and then given the backstory, which sets up like 
that you know he's been in prison away from his daughter and that um he his wife was murdered and then basically the movie is a heist movie uh of trying mm-hmm. to um because they're thieves they're they're trying to rob the coffers of this one tournament while also chris pine's character is trying to get this tablet that allows you to resurrect anyone right um from the dead. <laughs> get out of jail free tablet right so he's trying to get this tablet so he can resurrect his dead wife which is also the the tablet that got him put into prison um and wacky hijinks ensue uh, that that's basically the movie yeah um yeah but i mean in terms of like world building and like having a set of interesting characters with their own backstories and motivations and you know an adventure with setbacks and and you know breakthroughs like it's really good like it seems it's very balanced you know and nothing feels like heavy-handed or over the top it feels like like just a good good balanced adventure movie yeah um the Lots real enjoyment i get side out of it, quests yeah the the real enjoyment i get out of it is like several moments in the movie yeah that really stand out oh, um man. that that are great um number one being and it's and they're not even like super long or anything it's it's more no. like either scenes or moments but my favorite thing in the movie upon rewatching is this dragon behind us oh yeah the big fat dragon yeah it's a big just morbidly it's or obese dragon it's such a cool choice they make so <laughs> the dragon stands the, uh, no i'm so glad you brought this up right now mm-hmm. because this dragon is a you're going to describe this but this dragon really does a good job of summarizing what they did right about this movie in right. every element they did this right. so the dragon stands kind of for the movie because they did such a good job go on right so they they encounter this morbidly obese dragon which is just a funny concept it's just a funny idea and seeing it scrambling around but my favorite part of it like the part that i was like rolling and just on repeat viewings can appreciate more and more is if anyone's owned a fat cat like a really fat cat (laughs) it's obvious that they used a fat cat as the as like the model for this dragon <laughs> which is awesome like cuz yeah. it falls oh, on its back and it's just like splayed out and it's like you know a perfect fat cat oval you yeah know? and it's on it's a fat cat on a hardwood floor <laughs> yeah yeah specifically and which then is it's trying to jump up yeah and you know it's it's too fat to like really fly but you know it it'll jump up and grab the the countertop yeah, it, and it's like, still a cat it's you know its legs so is it like, still possesses the like the baseline uh the the baseline fitness of like right. you know an olympian you know right. it's just a fucking super fat olympian you know yeah it's it's like if you have that much uh you know it's still uh, a dragon sh- sh- small twitch you know, muscle energy and like the agility of a cat, but you're limited by the shape of your body. <laughs> that 
like just that touch is so great of just like having a fat cat dragon is is like mm, chef's kiss yeah good choice yeah but they give it so much personality you know (laughs) it's it's not a generic dragon it's a specific dragon which is it's what it needs to be that's what every dragon needs to be it's what every character needs to be to be interesting as soon as you have a bad guy that's generic which is kind of the Red Wizards a little bit. Doesn't really. Mm-hmm. Eh, I mean, it kind of works because it's it's a new and interesting-ish sort sure. of bad guy. But mm-hmm. it's a wizard and it's bad. Okay. Eh, not that big of a deal. But uh, But this thing where the dragon is very specific. And then there's another dragon much later in the movie that is specific and niche and yeah. not... Not, not a dragon. It is a statue, a, a, a rock statue of a dragon brought to life by magic. Right. And wow. And it's just that. It's 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 exactly that. Right. Um, and then the the other part that's really enjoyable is is uh, just Chris Chris Pine's character. Like he's he's a very good lead, and it's a very good like charismatic character, which is like on the meta level you realize like you know he he's playing a bard which is borderline useless like i still don't under, understand like the place that a bard plays in dungeons and dragons cuz i'd read through that summary and it's like and this guy sings they're what they are is uh is debuffers buffers and debuffers right mm. so they they give everyone a boost. Oh, okay. So they're just yeah. like a, yeah. Or like cast an aura, it, or like cast an aura it. bot. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, th- and that's fun. And like having his character, like throughout the movie, just basically try to, um, justify his existence <laughs> in the group. Right. <laughs> Cause like in every battle, he's like, just like running away or like dodging stuff. And then he'll like, maybe land a really good hit with his loot <laughs> you know yeah and but other than that he's like just you know planning or or like talking his way into situations which is great um the other like stand the the uh the stand apart like visual gag is when they're and i think this might even be in the trailer but they they project Chris Pine's character, uh, like playing the lute to distract the guards, and then the the sorcerer or whatever that's projecting it gets distracted, and so it just loses fidelity, and it's yeah. like a a like a uh, glitched like CGI. Um, what would what are those? Um, it's it's like experiencing a lag in a video game, you know, where where someone just gets caught doing the same I, 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 over and over and over again, yeah. and then distorting in a weird way. It's fabulous. Yeah, it's like a Gmod kind of moment. Um, yeah, so it's the so it's great. Um, the story is like. It is generic in terms of the plot, but, like, the characters, like, are unique enough to to keep you engaged. Like, the fact that pretty much everyone related in it is more or less a, 
you know, morally ambiguous character. Yeah. Except for the the exception being um what's his Hugh name? Grant. The Zenk, the guy played Hugh, by Reggie Jean Page. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. The guy from uh Bridgerton. He's he like comes in not and, narrowing it down for old David there. <laughs> he's he's the, the black guy that comes in and like oh. basically kicks ass. Um yes. I don't know if he's a cleric or something uh, but yeah he's either a fighter or a, he's f- fighter or a cleric or something yeah know. so he's We're not he comes in and he's like the you know generic good guy uh humorless you know unironic guy but everyone else is pretty morally ambiguous and is basically a thief um and yeah i think the the decision for like the villain i mean the big villain or who they fight in the end is that sorceress played by uh what's her name played by daisy head daisy head yes, yes. and uh <laughs> we're both scan, clicking at the same time scan for scanning for uh the the white lady <laughs> um so like the she's like the villain that they fight at the end but the real villain is Hugh Grant right. which is a former like um you know someone that they formerly uh were in a group with right someone and they trusted it's a great it's another great uh role for late stage Hugh Grant i don't know if you've seen a lot of recent movies with Hugh Grant in them but no he's just having like a real fun time <laughs> Like doing bit parts and and uh, parts that are against type. Um, probably one of my favorite ones recently, 2019, was The Gentleman. Did you ever see that one? It's the... Um, um, I don't think so. Let's the Guy Ritchie uh, one with Matthew McConaughey. No. You know, I've... Um... <clears throat> I've listened to a few different podcasts with McConaughey on him, and he's such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> but he's got some real, he's got some real like southern wisdom inside of him. Right. Like it's undeniable that he's thought a lot in just a real douchey way. Uh huh. You know. But damn, he's he's right about some stuff, which is a little unfortunate for. No, I haven't seen the gentleman. Yeah, I mean when you when you. When you're an actor, like you gotta you gotta look at everyone that's an actor through the lens of the drama geeks in high school. It's like everything's a little bit cringe when they're being serious. Yeah. It's like, okay, because they're trying to project it through the performance aspect. Remember, there used to be a um, <clears throat> a birthday card uh, that would be sold at like Spencer's, a place like Spencer's or something like that. Uh, with a dude with it, like a, a photo from the 1920s and it was a dude in a, uh, in a, a, a big, uh, rubber suit that was all blown up. It was like a big balloon around a person and the, and the caption in the balloon uh, of the ca- birthday card said, Richie liked the smell of his farts so much that he had a special suit made just to, you know, that's actors. They just, yeah. they have a suit where they just get to just, just, uh. yeah. And they have a bubble formed around them. <sighs> Nothing like us. We're, 
uh-huh. very humble. Yes. Um, <laughs> and not that way. Um, exactly. Anyways, we, the point, the point I was trying to make is like Hugh Grant, he's had a couple roles where to get to type like you should definitely see the gentleman because he's he plays a very smarmy like a-hole character, <laughs> which he was all I mean, this it's obvious to see that it's Hugh Grant. But like when you first see him in the movie, it's like he's almost recognized unrecognizable just because it's not what you usually see Hugh Grant as. Yeah. Um but yeah, he's he's basically the real villain, which um, he took care of uh, Chris Pine's daughter while he was in prison. But also, you find out Fetter lies about why her father was in prison, and um, and then is helping out this sorceress to for his own gain. Right. Um, so he's he's the bad dude. Um, you know. No, you're right. You're right. It's just that the end battle falls upon right. this, these red wizards, and it's just. Kind but of- yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it adds another layer layer of interest that most like action movies don't go because it's like there's, it's not one main villain. It's like a situation they're fighting against mm. a situation. Um, so it's it's good. Yeah, no, it's interesting that, you, you know, you kind of brushed, breezed by uh, a thing <clears throat> that uh, you said, you, the words you said were something like, Chris Pine is just a good leading man. And I have those exact right. words written in my notes, which is, Chris Pine is just a good leading man. Uh, yeah. But not only, now it's occurring to me, uh, and I don't know uh, why it's just now it's occurring to me, but um, but I did mention Star Trek. Uh, getting to be, you know, have a resurgence uh-huh. of interest by the general audiences, but he was the reason. I mean, him and you know, J.J. Abrams uh, yeah. were the reason that really that Star Trek got to get back up on those feet, and now has like two or three, sh- three, three new shows that are all kind of hits, um, running at the same time, uh, yeah. and that's all kind of like a big part of that is on pine's shoulders so it could be that he's i mean i don't think this is this is no you know this isn't like me saying some big amazing you know it's not like i'm saying something that no one else could figure out but chris pine might be the guy that studios just turn to from now on to resurrect ip with a lot of potential just because He's everything that, you know, that you, he's everywhere you jub jub. He's everywhere you want to be. Um, yeah. I and, mean, it's, it helps that he's conventionally handsome and like has dramatic and comedic chops that can carry basically anything. You know? Great comedic chops. R- really understands how to be funny while being handsome. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, after watching this and, and the Barbie movie, like, they should have a Chris Pine and um, Ryan Gosling vehicle. Just have them be brothers. Two conventionally yeah. handsome, like, guys with comedic chops. Remake uh, r- remake that, uh, that Heath Ledger movie, Jake Gyllenhaal movie, Brokeback Mountain. Yes. 
except go hard, hard R on it. Real yeah. hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, rock hard. <laughs> rock hard. Yeah, brother. Now we're getting into some real hetero homo stuff. This uh, is the most homo hetero talk we've ever had. Right. In that it's... Uh, but no, but I... Dude. Can you fucking imagine? I... I, I, I I don't know, but in today's atmosphere, do you think it would be okay to make a movie about two white gay guys? I think that's not. I think that's way that, too. That is interesting. Too hmm. vanilla. Too handsome white gay guys. Ew. No, I think I, want, I think it. I think that's the loophole. Is is if they're if it's an LGBTQ AI plus movie. Um, Sorry, I had to take a breath in between that. Um, then you you get a pass. You can do whatever you want in terms of of casting. Yeah, but I think that community. I think there's a rift forming between you know the there's the normies, <laughs> which are just the fucking gays. <laughs> you know, you know the people who made it possible for the whole movement to goddamn exist. Uh-huh. You know those people. Uh yeah, between them and uh I don't know, these some would say numerically challenged groups. Um no, uh yeah, I'm kind of interested in this. No, but well, I think what people really want to see is Brokeback Mountain but with Brendan Fraser dressed up as the whale and s- some, you know, it's got to be, it's got to represent, you know. Yeah, well, it's got to be, yeah, it's got to be uh, Brokeback Mountain, but with Brendan Fraser and then Lizzo uh, playing oh, a trans man. Not anymore. Are you fucking, what's the matter with you? Holy <laughs> shit. Listen to this goddamn, God, you are so old. Lizzo's out, buddy. Yeah, I heard that. I heard just uh, I see. Here's the thing about TikTok as an old man. <laughs> here's the thing. Like this is like the most valuable part of TikTok mm. is to just be bombarded one day with like this is what we're talking about now. All Lizzo all the time, and you're, and you have no context of like. See, there's no there's no time for news to spread, <laughs> so you don't actually hear the news story ever like you never hear like this thing happened to these people all you hear now instantly the only thing in your feed is reactions to the thing that happened yeah and so like i have no real idea i guess like lizzo's being sued by some of her other fat dancers that she was being a bully about or something yeah which yeah, you got to you got to listen to Moist Critical Penguins Zero about you know talk about so the most recent um thing with uh Penguin Lizzo. Zero is that the guy with the long hair that I hate? Yeah, I love I love that guy. Oh, I've man. I've loved that guy for fucking decades. That's how old he and I are. Oh, you wait, are you just going to pull up a picture of me? Is <laughs> that the guy with the long hair that I? I hate. was an extra in the Hunger Games. Mo- okay, yeah, I was pulling yeah. up his YouTube channel. Moist critical. There's something about this guy and guys like this that bother me so much. Mm. Mm. Like, is it the hair? Is it the dark hair? 
the beard and mustache. Here's the thing. To be this successful at social media, hmm. to, like, have millions of subscribers, like... You would rather him be a hot girl? You have to have, like, a layer of vanity and self-importance that fuels, like, just enough narcissism to, like, push you to success. I'm so And so when going? you see a guy like this that has, like the long hair and the white t-shirt he just looks like just a guy uh-huh. but then you look closer and it's like his beard's a little too you know manicured and everything's just so with his with his like persona and his delivery is is just you know what um, kind of fake baloney are you getting mad at it's you are fabricating a reason to hate this man. I'm just saying how I just calls how I sees it. It's so much more earnest than than all of the other ones. Sure, that's what he Shut wants you to think. Fuck up, what the fuck? Look at you with your combed hair. You put makeup on. What are you talking about? I know you. You got to do what you got to do. But so what's the? I don't know, this is. This is too much. Oh, man. Um, wow, we're down a rabbit hole now. He, he, he wears... It's like watching someone that understands personal branding, and the personal brand is to portray that you don't care. But your evidence for that is that he trims his beard. Well, like, here's, here's the... He wears a white t-shirt in every video. It's like... That's a choice. That, okay. that doesn't happen. So by... he can't make choices. We're supposed to be making those choices. It was brought to our attention today by our social media guy. That's like, you guys, you're not doing anything, huh? Well, <laughs> Just... I'm I'm sorry that you feel like I'm attacking your favorite person. Like I didn't realize that you you had such feelings. No, for, it's for I, it's fine Zero. to it's fine to dislike critical, but it's, the it's reasoning okay. for it that you're giving is so bit like. He wears a white shirt and trims his beard. It's no, just that's like not the only reason. It's just like it's it's that thing I'm I'm cluing into the thing that bothers me or like like sets off my spidey sense about someone. The, that the they main, have to be the, the intentional main, with their with their image? Let me finish talking. Okay. Uh, I mean, the real thing is like I don't like his content. I think like his his takes aren't good or they're lazy or like it's like it's like kind of edgelordy content which is like yes that that's it is that what what bothers me most Mm. but the edgelordy content combined with this like to me super cultivated like image to show like i don't even give a fuck dude like anyone anyone that you see that has the appearance of not giving a fuck like gives way too much fucks like uh, do you know what i mean like people that are goth it's like it's know, a man. counterculture thing where it's like i don't even uh, care goth about is it. not a is not a is not a uh, a trend that i would point to as people who don't give a fuck <laughs> right but i mean or or like punk or like these like counterculture things where it's like i don't even give a fuck what you think about me i'm gonna do what i want it's like 
but you're doing the exact same thing that all the other counterculture people are doing and shopping in all the same stores and Hmm. look exactly the same. So it's like... You just have all these white shirts laying around. Yeah, maybe you just... Maybe you give a fuck. Like, I I don't want to burst your bubble, but I think you might give a fuck. I think you give a lot of fucks about how you portray yourself. Wow. Well, um, this... I mean, everyone does be, it. I, I'm not yeah, well, saying. Well, yeah. I mean, everybody cares. You know. I mean, right. Uh, yeah. Sure. Um, controversial stuff. Um, I'm sorry. I, I criticize your boyfriend. We can move on. We can. We can leave this. Oh, uh, thank you. I'm. I'm very upset about <laughs> you criticizing Moist. <laughs> He's. You've. You've definitely pegged me. Um, <laughs> you want to be pegged by Moist? Yeah, I I do, and that's why that's why this is such a sticking point for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus! <coughs> Woo! Okay, so um, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. Uh, so yeah, one of the things I wanted to talk about is like. Dungeons and Dragons has been tried before and failed several horribly. times. It's one of the the like touchstone terrible movies. Yeah, very that has bad. ever been made. The 2000 Dungeons and Dragons starring No, you know who it was starring? It didn't star anyone. Marlon Wayans? Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh Justin Whalen? Which you yeah. might recognize from, um, no, nothing really. Nothing really. Yeah. He was in Child's Play three. Yeah. Okay. And Serial Mom. He's like got a recognizable face. It's like you're like, hey, that's not quite River Phoenix. Um. And then the 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 villain was Jeremy Irons in it. But Jeremy Irons. It, where do I where do I know Jeremy Irons from? Uh he voiced Scar in oh, The Lion King. Yeah, okay. Um he's just like a very generic looking evil British man <laughs> in all mm-hmm. the movies. Um Yeah, so that so like there's such a stink on Dungeons and Dragons as being like a super nerdy IP and like just a a failure at the box office just like people don't want fantasy like it's very hard there's like moments in time where fantasy works in movies yeah and it's like it has to rely on big ip like lord of the rings is stands alone and then everything that came after lord of the rings that tried to capitalize on the the uh, popularity of fantasy didn't really work for several years and then game of thrones came on and game of thrones like blew it away and then everything that's like trying to ride the coattails of of game of thrones is kind of failing and so like why now like why why does this movie work right now and like why was there enough people that cared enough to go see it stranger things um and i think it's because of the popularity of podcasts like critical role and um what's the other big one yeah those yeah those 
D and D. Yeah, the D and D podcasts that are big that have like a high production value, and I mean they've they've made an Amazon animated series based off of Critical Role's like adventures. Wow, and so those are so popular. You get you get like funny people, like good people that are good at improv, yeah, and comedians and that are really good at D and D, like obsessively good. And it's very entertaining. And so there's this mass popularity of watching people play D&D. It's a weird, like, like subgenre of podcasts. Like, there's, it's the same thing with horror movie podcasts where it's like, there's such a appetite for content around it that, like, people are just looking for more and more. But... So I think that's like where the popularity comes from, and it's Dungeons and Dragons has gotten like mass appeal from it. Like my daughter really wants to play Dungeons and Dragons, like, and we have the starter set, and the the problem is Dad because Dad has to be the dungeon master. <laughs> it's so daunting to be like, I've played this once or twice to be to being in control because I don't know about you. But when you played, did you have any idea what the fuck was going on I in had, terms of like mechanics and I didn't I n- rules? not only did I not know, I didn't care at all. <laughs> I did not I there was no way to make me care. And I knew that going in. I knew it was gonna be that. But I but the people around me, I also looked at them and were like, They care. Look at them caring. And so I just I was just like, They'll care for me. And uh, and I'll do fun things. I'll just yell, you know. I'll just yell a lot. That'll that'll work, you know. And yeah. then sure enough, in a room full of quiet people who care, all you have to do is be loud, and they're like, "Oh, thank God," you know. And then and then everything else is forgiven. Right. They're just like, "Oh, uh, I'm like, which dice do I roll?" And they're like, "It's a die, and it's this one." And I'm like, all right. And then I throw it and I'm like, can you just roll it for me? Like, I don't even really want to. <laughs> I'm just here for the free pizza. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's kind of like the cultural moment. And and uh, it works like it, it like they, they finally figured out that like whoever was put in charge of writing and directing or like producing it like they kind of cracked the code of like, okay, if we're going to use this IP of Dungeons and Dragons, like let's focus on what people like about, about it and put that into the movie, not in like a hackneyed way, but in a, like a way where it, it winks at the, the audience that likes Dungeons and Dragons enough to be like, they will accept this. Right. Cause it's so easy. Like, Basically, what Dungeons and Dragons the game does is try to emulate and give the experience of being in a generic fantasy movie. So, mm-hmm. if you're trying to for the player, so if you're trying to make a Dungeons and Dragons movie, what you're going to end up is being just a generic fantasy movie, right? Like, so without like putting like the nods and stuff in it, it doesn't doesn't really work. So, like, yeah, the the moments where it's like this feels like gameplay. Where it's like there's a thing or a callback of of um, Holga um, fighting with potatoes. Yeah. Where it feels like 
you know, you're in the situation and the player is like, do I still have my potato with me? <laughs> like, yes, you still have your potato. It's like, okay, throw the potato at the guard's face. And then they do a roll. It's like, you got a, you got a, you know, natural crit. A crushing potato to the face. <laughs> of a potato that yeah. melts the face right off this Just person. an amazing, amazingly hit potato where you're like, okay, somehow that worked. And yeah. then later it's called back, you know. Yeah. Which is exactly what would happen in a, in a gameplay. Yeah. Or yeah. stuff like um, Chris Pine's character, like, whacking the sorceress with his loot, you know, to where he actually throws her off. It's like, you see the you know the critical hits and then you also see the critical failures like when when um the 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 good guy sorcerer you know gets throws the dragon or whatever away but then the rope is wrapped around his leg yeah you know that's wrapped around the dragon so he gets dragged so it's like you see the critical failures like oh no he rolled a one so he (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that hurt him more than it hurt the thing. Yeah. And so, like, those moments in there are sprinkled throughout where there's just a meta appreciation if you've if you've played or, or understand what the source material is. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's true. Um, and there's lots of little, like, there's lots of... Uh, if you look closely, it feels like the movie is has a bunch of nods just like what you're talking about you know a bunch of little nods and homages and stuff like when they go into that uh in that one dungeon there you, you know that part in space balls where where they meet mel brooks and he's master yoda um and but there's that big yogurt. statue of him mm-hmm. yogurt yeah, yeah. he's yogurt yeah, uh, there's that big statue of them. There's a bunch of those statues, those like, almost exact statues. I was like, hey, it's uh, Mel Brooks from Spaceballs statue. Right. Um, and so there's just little, like, fun nerd trivia sprinkled throughout. Um, but also the comedy in this is fucking deadly funny Mm -hmm. um there's an owl bear there's this girl who is a shapeshifter and she can shift into this super cool and like so satisfying monster of an owl of a of an of a owl that is in the that is the size and shape of a bear (laughs) right yeah i mean that's one of the other things about like the property or using the ip is that they use the off the shelf mm-hmm. like animals and monsters and cubes the gelatinous yeah. cubes like the the mimics like the mimics. all that stuff is like sprinkled throughout and it's not like made a big deal of it's like just yeah that exists in the world yeah like, and anyone a, that plays dungeons and dragons understands like what that is in a badly made version of this movie they would walk the, – the group would be deadly serious walking through a dark hallway. They would see a chest uh-huh. and then one of the characters would stoop to open the chest and someone else would go, no, do not open that chest. You run the risk of running into a mimic. What is a mimic? It is a monster that camouflages itself 
as a chest of gold and it has teeth and a tongue. And then as he's describing that behind the person who's talking, you see the eyes open and then it goes rawr. And it, and, but in this, it's just there's chests. You as a participating audience member who knows a little bit of something about D&D goes, I wonder if one of those is going to be a mimic. And then one turns out to be a mimic. And then, you, and then that's all. It's just yeah, and for people that don't know D anD D, it's just a moment that you're like, whoa, catches whoa. you off guard. Yeah, and it it's just it is part of the world. Yeah, I mean, like that. This type of movie is like prone to suffering, uh, to the Marvel, uh, comedy writing style, which is just the easiest joke that comments on how absurd. Uh, what they're going through is and i just appreciate that it doesn't do that too much you know right it lets itself rely on itself and it's not like he's right behind me isn't he like, you know. <laughs> uh, um yeah no so much of this comedy is physical which is hard you know yeah. it's in and, and that owlbear moment at the end huh huh <laughs> I've I rewind it I rewound it thirty times. I was just like, yeah, I want to see that because it's impressive in its violence uh-huh. and its savagery, but also it's just hilariously funny. Like, yeah, he's just crushing, just bang 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 bang, bang. Like, just crushing this person into the dirt into their head, just like. Um, I laughed and laughed. I could yeah. not stop laughing. Yeah. Um. But but also, it, it, I can't really overstate this. Like, some of the stuff that they come up with, the puzzles that they have to deal with are fun to watch them deal with. Yeah. They get a rod that is basically, you know, if you've played Portal or mm-hmm. Portal 2, um, it's just a portal gun is all this rod is. And they have the coolest, you know how when you played Portal and you were like, damn, what a fucking crazy concept that you can... How many cool puzzles can you come up with with this right. unique concept of being able to make a portal over here and a portal over here? And if you walk into this one, you walk through that one. Yeah. Well, as it turns out, you can make infinite, amazing, very fun to watch situations right. with just this simple concept. And they do it so well in this movie. It's so satisfying. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's really good. So. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you liked it. I'm glad that like it wasn't that I didn't oversell it or anything um that you're able to appreciate it. Oh, so much fun. The gelatinous cube escape yeah. was I mean, it was just fucking cool. It's exactly how you would play a game of D&D, I assume, because um, I'm not a fucking nerd. I, I don't know for <laughs> sure. I just showed up and rolled some dice when people said, "Hey, it's your turn." Uh yeah, man. I, to be honest, though, I, I, I was at the tail end of being able to enjoy such a thing when we did that because we yeah. played in the same group. And um, and now I just couldn't do it. It's just going into the late night like I can't stay up anymore. Mm. And then eating all that sugary food just makes me feel like like absolute fucking actual shit, mm. like diarrhea. Like I'm just like, oh, I just feel funny. And then caffeine at night, like it's all just on, it's just all unbearable. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad I feel, well, I'm going to have to do it because my, my daughter is 
angling for a game and we we bought it for for christmas and we still haven't played it so it's like fuck i got the beginner's version so it should be pared down but even that it's like it's too complicated it is a game for nerds it's for a game it's a game for people that that want to love minutiae like min maxing nerds it's the ultimate version of being able to min max off of obscure mechanics yeah there's games like items there's games like poker or monopoly that's just in the zeitgeist but not only is it just in the zeitgeist and you just understand it right it is simple right (laughs) conceptually right you have x amount of hands that you can you know that you can show and uh and that's it all right. Um, one beats the other, and you know, and then you like fake, you lie, you know. Right. And then there's, well, you can make a card game, a unique card game in this tabletop game, on the fly. Yeah. You can you can make up a game that doesn't exist in a game of D and D and play it in the game, in this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if that sounds fucking complicated and impossible to understand, it's because. It's really, really complicated. <laughs> right. Yeah, you really, it's really something for people who want to play it. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Yeah, it's not something you can casually sit down and do and do just because you want to be social. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, it's one of those things where, you know, you can, like, you can enjoy it as a general audience, this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and you can also enjoy D&D just by watching people play it on those professional podcasts and but eventually so you'll get to ways. a point there's eventually you'll, you'll get to a point where you're like well i want to do that and then you realize how complicated it is and you're like yeah maybe i just like listening to it but there's so many ways now it's such a great time to be just 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 a person who enjoys um downtime now because yeah. it's almost too it's almost too good and to be honest it is too good because if you want to enjoy D&D you no longer have to learn all the rules of D&D, although that is an option. You can do that and have uh-huh. a great time. Uh, you can also listen to people play D&D, watch them play D&D. You can, you can buy a card game that's infinitely simpler uh, and allows you to collect cards. You can, buy the, the sp- you can buy Baldur's Gate 3, the sponsor of this episode, on Steam or PS5 and play and literally in Baldur's Gate 3 you can customize the size, shape, length, girth, bush of your dick, all of it. I'm not joking. The you you can have a big swinger, you can have a fat chubby one that supports itself out all the way out. You can do this just in the character creation screen mm-hmm. of Baldur's Gate 3. In mm-hmm. fact, you never have to play ball, you there's no right way to play a video game about Dungeons and Dragons because it's so in depth that you can just do the character creation and just make his dick go back and forth thirty five thousand times and call that a day. You know, like you can enjoy this media any way you want, including in a movie. Like that's the lowest stakes possible. You can turn it off and walk away and fall asleep three times like I did. Um like I didn't do. Um so yeah, I, I think this is this is such an easy general audience's uh, crowd pleaser. I would recommend this to you know anybody who doesn't take 
anybody who can watch a PG thirteen movie can watch this movie and have a good time. So yeah. So with that, there it is: Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Do I have a bloody nose? I don't think so. But you know what's next is our big segment full of big, big We've been running a train on this list of whores for a long time. People, oh... No, this first one from June 29th looks to be a three-minuter. That means they got Ooh. cut off. That means they got cut off by the timer. So listen, listen. If you're going to call whores, the whores line, which, by the way, is 682-253-4468. Call us, get on the show. If you're going to call that, though, have a little bit of a script. Maybe think it through a little. I know we've been lax for many years on this, but it's starting to irritate me. So... Maybe we'll press. Yeah, stop. we'll we'll have to like start doing the uh, the radio DJ thing where we just cut cut you off after a minute and just. Oh, that was a long one. All right, we'll see how far we get through this one. Yeah, what is this? Hey guys, this is Eric David Wallace from Seattle, Washington. I am a film director myself. I'm actually working on a, a goblin horror film out here in Seattle. It's gonna be shooting in 2024. Are you trying to get free press uh, on this one? And I loved your talk. Thank you very much. Um, I have to say I agree with you guys. <laughs> I thought I really loved the cinematography. First of all, I want to point that out. Um, and I love the direction, the sound. It was very creepy. But, you know, about halfway through the movie, I was starting to do some stretches. I pulled out my guitar. <laughs> you know? I, I'm a very patient uh, watcher. And a filmmaker, so, um, you know, there's a lot I can get out of it. But up to a certain point, I, I think, just, um, you know, it was brave what, what this filmmaker did. I have a lot of respect for the guy. <laughs> so brave. It was uh, really cool that he was able to get a movie like that into the theaters and get distribution and, um, you know, make over a million dollars for such a, such a small budget, 15 thousand dollars i think was the budget which is just really cool it's just really impressive so um i'm in a similar situation myself you know i'm, I'm in the process of all right. trying to get my movie financed and um, all right all right all right so so i gotta i gotta ask you a question that's not going on for three fucking minutes while you promote your movie i'm sorry i mean i hope you keep calling in and stuff but uh, look you want to promote your movie on the show you come you come to us um, uh, it's clever, clever. Game sees game. Game sees game. But you know we got fucking Baldur's Gate three over here. So come on, you gotta come in with a little bit of something. Something. <laughs> it wasn't really brave, Bryce. Do you think Skinnerink was brave, or do you well, think it was just a fucking shot in the dark that happened to to land on the supreme stupidity of general audiences? I think. Here's the thing. Ike. There is some level where I really respect uh, Skinnamarink. Mm -hmm. And it's the same level that you enjoy heist movies at. It's like, these are deplorable characters, but they're getting one over on someone. And, like, there's something about, like, 
of watching con men that's very satisfying and on that level you gotta admire skinner Inc. for just being just a fantastic con like no uh, actual right like, okay good we're landing in the same value place. i was gonna say i respect it in the same way that i respect street hustlers right <laughs> exactly you know which is like Keep your eye uh, on the look, queen. Yeah. Oh, there's eight people here standing around watching it, and they're all in on it, and right. you're the rube. You right. are. Right. So there's, on that level, yes, it's one of the most successful scams I've ever seen in the theater. Like, Yeah, bravo. Um, You went to the theater? I did. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, it was, it was un- such a dodged bullet because bearable. it was the... I was at work. It was in the last, like, um, on-site thing oh. at my work. So everyone was in from out of town. Mm. And I, you know, I had a, you know, co-worker, Jordan, was on one of our episodes recently. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that'd be cool to, like, there's a couple people that I know have listened to the show at least a couple times. So, like, we're all here. Why don't I just invite people out to go see the movie that I have Can't to see make tonight? It, Bryce. Sorry. And it was Skinamarink at Fox Tower theater in portland and everyone didn't want to go to a movie that night they wanted to do like actual social things and uh uh i was you know a little hurt but then i watched the movie i'm like oh thank god yeah oh my god waves it would have been washing so much worse to be like I'm making someone sit through this. I'm so sorry. I I'm honestly don't. So want, sorry. I don't know it would be worse having like three people from work join me to go see this movie and then watch slowly as each of them left an hour into it and left oh, me alone. My dick is to inside my, my chest cavity right or, now. My dick has has. I left think the, the much building. worse fate is if they stayed because of me. Oh. <laughs> oh this is the worst oh uh, man oh, okay no yeah you know what it's interesting though fox tower is like low-key one of my favorite theaters because yeah. it's it's generally creepy <laughs> like i i don't like you got to go up an escalator it's in a big building that's kind of empty feeling it's uh-huh. in the middle of portland though and it's uh-huh. always at night yeah and um and when you walk out there's a real good chance you're going to be stabbed uh, uh well now yeah more true now like wow. i've i re- always true but more true i mean i i remember i have really fond memories of fox theater because it's you know the the movie that show the the theater that shows a lot of independent yeah you know and art films we saw Suspiria twenty eighteen Lighthouse we saw um another one I can't remember yeah but I mean I remember I watched what Requiem for a Dream there I watched uh, Memento um, wow wow yeah I Memento. I watched like every like touchstone art film in my teenage years I saw it at fox tower because that's the only place that you could see them so yeah it's a it's a good theater but yeah skin marink it's a scam it's you know i can enjoy it on that level but i can never imagine sitting through and watching the corner of a ceiling 
for two and a half hours again. Yeah, and if you want to promote your movie, hey, come to us, info at horrormovietalk.com. I'm serious. If you if you want us, you know, if you want us to talk about your movie, hit us up. We'll we'll yeah. we'll work something out and it'll be reasonable. All right. Let's go on to the next caller. <laughs> Hey, dude. Um, it's Eddie from Maryland. Calling you from. Are you reading the transcript? Yeah, it's Peppa Pig from Maryland. Peppa Pig from Maryland. <laughs> that was what that was all summarized as. Burkittsville. Well, close to it enough. Anyway, um, it's the Fourth of July, and uh, I just watched Jaws a little bit earlier. Um, Independence Day which I wish you guys would have reviewed this year, mm. but that's cool. Uh, and now I'm watching Days of Confused on DVD, and I just saw a trailer for, um, what's it called? Quantum Leap. And it made me think of Bryce, and I felt like calling you and letting you know. So, cool. Bryce, you're the, you're the best. Quantum Leap, I've never seen it, and I don't care to see it in the future but i still love you for it and i'm here to support you love you guys david you also rock um thanks hey elizabeth uh happy fourth everybody have a great day ed out thanks ed like i think listen i'm a quantum leap stan um, the original, I guess they, they came out with a new one that from all accounts is terrible. Oh. Um, does it have Scott Bakula? No, it doesn't. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the real thing, the real takeaway of quantum leap is that you'll just become a Scott Bakula and, um, uh, what's his name? Dean. No, I can't remember his name. <laughs> the guy that plays Al, like you'll be a real fan of them cause they're, it's fun. It's a good sitcom, basically. Al from Home Improvement? No, Al from Quantum Leap. Oh. Anyways, like, if you if you think you're too good for Quantum Leap, then you're going to miss out on, yeah, here we on go. gems like this one. Yeah, here it is. I'm retarded. That's not the actual clip. I think Fucking was- mainstream television. I'm retarded. This was formative for Bryce because we haven't talked about this in forever, but Bryce's true ultimate terror is touching mentally disabled people because he's worried that it might rub off on him. <laughs> Saying it out loud. You know, the it's science funny is, every time. David, the science is inconclusive. <laughs> you know. It's <laughs> some people get scared of someone breaking into their house and murdering their family at night. 
Oh, I cried I, I when I learned that. I get scared of mentally <laughs> handicapped people touching me. Welp. Um, On one hand, like well, those I, hands are definitely going to be sticky. Um, I know you, from experience. And then also, you never know. You might, you might catch it. Uh, did you I'm ever saying. wonder if you were retarded and no one was ever told you? Well, Bryce, <laughs> it's true. I got bad news. Uh, um, no, you know, actually, it's interesting. I've been watching uh, Scott Bakula's other only other sh- big show, <laughs> which is uh, Star Trek Enterprise. And it's great. whoa, whoa, whoa. He was also in Jag. Oh, yeah. No, I guess he was in Jag. Huh? Jag doesn't really. I mean, it was it was big at the time, but doesn't really hold a uh, long-term candle, I feel like, Quantum Leap or Enterprise does. But Enterprise, by far the strongest start, by far the strongest first season of any of these Rick Berman, um, it's a Voyager or Deep Space Nine or uh, TNG, by far the strongest first season. Um, gets it right, right out the gate. Slows down a little bit in season two, but uh, still good. So, yeah. Scott Bakula. Holding it. Holding it. Again. Yeah. Give Quantum Leap a chance. I, You know, you got to go into it understanding that it's a product of the 90s. Mm. But there's a lot of good stuff in the 90s. 80s and 90s or just 90s? Uh, it started in 89, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, it's it's one of those. It's such a great formula. I can't believe that no one's brought it back and convincingly. Uh, anyways, um, next voicemail. Good afternoon, Stud. It's your boy, Dick Hancock. I was listening to your Oven review, and uh, just heard the part where David Gay said that he's been bit by lots of dogs. Mm-hmm. So I know a little bit about your past, and you used to be like a lumberjack dude. Nice, sweaty, hot, fucking uh, half unbuttoned flannel lumberjack who's swaying around your, you know, about your background you were a lumberjack wrong yeah, yeah. close uh, yeah, so close no, I, mean, I mean i did trails for the and and wildland fire for the for the united states forest service uh which is the department of the department of agriculture um <clears throat> but uh and then yeah i have done a lot of different things i was a farm hand uh right out of you know, when i was in high school and I did electrical stuff, uh, you know, construction for, I don't know, five or six years. Um, after that, and then I did the forest service, and then I did, and then I worked in kind of like uh, IT, and, uh, and, I, and then I started going to some different places. And, yeah, I've been done a lot, a lot of different stuff. Um, so that's true. But uh, dogs, I... I wasn't a professional get bit by dog guy, um, hmm. but it just happened. You know, if you if you grow up in a rural place, all you have to do is walk long county roads, and these places don't have fences, decent fences. They just got like you know, I don't know, 
they just got shitty fences so the dogs get out and they run up and bite you because they're protecting their property because people don't walk by these properties except for kids on walks i guess uh i didn't hear any of that because i was distracted um i have i have to uh submit a formal apology uh, scott bacula was not on jag oh. i'm trying to find the show that i'm thinking of and i i could have sworn he was in some kind of procedural in the 2000s but apparently he was in ncis or ncis oh, new what? orleans new orleans from oh. 2014 to 2021 which is way more recent than i thought it was yeah, huh. confused. Wasn't there? I thought he was. I could have sworn he was on Jag. Lord was, of Illusions. Um. Okay, moving on. Thanks for your call. I know what I was going to say now. I think I was going to say, maybe David, your ass is just delicious. I don't know. Hmm. There you go. Yeah. True. Um. I've never He's been bit by a dog. You've never um, been bit by a dog? Never been bit by a dog. I had a companion on my mission that got bit by the bishop's dog, which was a fun story. <laughs> Did he have to get rabies shots? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, it was swept under the rug. No, it was like a, <laughs> one of these situations. It's like you just, whenever a pet owner says like, oh, he's friendly, just he's just all bark and no bite. Like, no, you fucking people. Like... It's an out-of-control dog. Out-of-control dogs will bite. Like, we'd come up, we'd roll up to their house, this and they'd my, have this these is, two this is my... black dogs roaming their lot and would be so aggressive and, like, snarling and barking at us. And they'd be like, just walk up confidently. Just don't – just act like you're you're He's... here, and they'll, they'll be okay. From... And here's uh, what you hear in the background. Here's what you hear in the background. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. He, he's he's real nice. Yeah, it's Listen, just it's literally bitch. like just walk out and ignore him and walk up to us and once you get to us they'll see that you're friendly. And if you ever like, Listen to me. If you, you do that ever. three times, and then one of them just eventually comes up and bites my companion in the ass, and I think it broke skin. So it's like a legitimate bite. And you're like, okay. If you ever, listen, if you're a your dog dogs owner, are dangerous, a kid is going to come up and get really hurt and mauled, and what are you? what is your excuse going to be at that point? I have so much to say about dog owners because there are so, so, so. So, so, so many dog owners who do, who are just flat out not responsible with their dog ownership. Like, they yeah. have so many needs. But, but, para, I'm not going to say all that shit. All I'm going to say is if you ever find yourself saying, he's fine, it's fine, and yelling at someone else about how fucking fine everything is, things aren't fine for the other person. They're not, and you're, that's why you're. That's why you're saying it's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. because it's not fine. And if you have your fucking dog off a leash in a public space and it comes up to my kid, I will kick it in the head as hard as I can every time. And that dog will be like, ah, ah, "What happened?" And it'll be your fault. <laughs> and I'll fucking laugh. Mm. Ooh, I hate that shit. I hate it. <laughs> oh, I hate that shit. Ah, it's like my biggest fucking anger. Hmm. 
Hey, this is Sam from Indianapolis. Um, I realized a lot of my calls lately have been um, very dog movie centric. So um, I just want to say that um, a really good dog movie you guys should watch and do an episode on is called Love on a Leash. Um, if you don't know anything about it, I would suggest watching it without learning anything about it. And then do a deep dive about it on online on Wikipedia about it because it's a fucking bonkers movie and the whole story behind it is even more fucking bonkers. Uh, but yeah, it's called Love on a Leash. Check it out. And uh, I'll let you guys know the next dog movie I'll watch. Could it really <laughs> compete with Tiptoes, though? Like, can it? Can anything compete with Tiptoes? The answer like, is no. The, he really does like dog movies a lot. I wonder if he actually watches them. Love on a leash. I started Caddyshack. You, you realize I never had seen Caddyshack? I started it last night. Oh, yeah? Never seen it. You didn't finish kind of it? I trying to go. No, I started falling asleep. But uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it. Um, trying to make my way through as many Rodney Dangerfield movies as I can. Which yeah. there's a surprising not – I mean, there's not as many as you would think. <clears throat> he was a little bit discriminating. <laughs> Weirdly. Um, yeah, Caddyshack is one of those where it's like it, the the talk around it is so it, – it's like one of these holy comedy movies and you watch it and it's just like – it's just all right. Like, I guess, just a fun movie. Yeah. yeah, it has a couple couple good moments in it that everyone quotes it's and the rest of the movie is just it's like literally man. yeah it's it's literally billy madison or happy gilmore it's yeah it's it's just for gen x you know right yeah yeah all right are we gonna try to get through all of these we could we could pump them out um no I think they're all pretty here. short no like, i think we got... we're done no 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 we're done we're come done. on 50 40 it is the 17, end one i'm okay. gonna i'm gonna hit stop we're done Okay, everybody, have a great week, have a great month, have a great year. Support us if you can over at their patreon.com slash horror movie talk. We love you. We appreciate you. We want to kiss you with our mouths. And and I hope you have a good week, and I hope you be kind to others, and I hope you share the show, and I hope you give us lots of money, and I hope that we become friends. Okay, bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. Good day, sir! Good day, sir! You lose! You get nothing! Is that for me? I just hope it's not for the scraggly woods! He had no face! Horror! Wow, that didn't sound good.